This is the Halo Construction and Real Assets Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Halo Podcast. Well, well, well. It seems like we've been away for a while, but we're back with some exciting news to share. Halo Limited and Empiricist Limited have joined forces to create something truly remarkable. The Safety Case Partnership. Now, I know what you're thinking, what on earth is a safety case partnership? Well, allow me to explain. This collaboration brings together the expertise and resources of both companies to provide a comprehensive and cutting edge approach to the delivery of safety cases for higher risk residential buildings. For those unfamiliar with the term, a safety case is essentially a documented argument that demonstrates how a system or process is safe for its intended use. It's an essential component in industries where safety is paramount, such as aviation and nuclear power, and now it's being applied to the residential development markets. By combining our strengths in this partnership, Halo Limited and Empiricist Limited aim to revolutionize the way safety cases are approached and executed. We'll be leveraging our collective knowledge and experience to develop innovative solutions that ensure utmost safety in the residential development sector. So buckle up, folks, because the Safety Case Partnership is here to shake things up. Stay tuned for more updates. Oh, yeah. In an exciting twist, we are taking our podcast to the next level by bringing you a captivating two-part interview with Vinci Building's remarkable project lead, Mr. Tony Grinrod. Oh yes, that is what I want. Get ready to dive into part one, so sit back, relax and prepare to be inspired by the expertise and experiences of Tony. But first... It is truly disheartening to witness the liquidation of Henry Construction Projects Limited. This unfortunate turn of events can be attributed to a combination of factors, including the company's own success in a very challenging market characterized by soaring prices and labor shortages. The circumstances surrounding their demise highlight the difficulties faced by businesses operating in such an environment as ours. Despite their achievements, and they were considerable, it seems that Henry Construction ultimately succumbed to the overwhelming pressures and obstacles that plague our industry. It serves to all of us as a stark reminder of the unpredictable nature of business and the importance of adaptability in navigating turbulent markets. It's undoubtedly a sombre occasion, and we must acknowledge the resilience and dedication demonstrated by those involved. As we reflect on the unfortunate outcome, let us not forget the valuable lessons it offers. It is crucial for companies to remain vigilant, constantly assessing market conditions and adapting strategies accordingly. Only through the use of proactive measures can businesses mitigate risks. Now, Construction is a dangerous business, we all acknowledge that. The statistics are truly shocking. The industry had two on-site fatalities last week alone. Deplorable. We all need to do a lot more to improve upon the current situation. Yes, it's a hell of a lot better than it used to be, but that is complacency right there in that statement. I am ashamed of you. 
Safety should be the top priority in any construction project. It's not just about meeting the legal compliance requirements, it's about ensuring the well-being and lives of those working on site. Every single person deserves to go home safely at the end of the day. Implementing rigorous safety protocols and providing comprehensive training for all workers is essential. This includes regular inspections, hazard identification and the proper use of equipment. Moreover, fostering a culture of safety is crucial. Everyone involved in a project must take responsibility for their own safety and the safety of others. Progress is being made to improve safety standards within the industry, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Come on, let's be honest. Right now, time to get off my podium. A little. Get Living found themselves at the sharp end of a 14.3 million remediation contribution order claim at its London Olympic Park development. What? Yep, we had never heard of one too. But a remediation contribution order is regulated under section 124 of the Building Safety Act 2022. The first one was issued on the 13th of January against the developers of a residential property in Surrey and it didn't go well for them. So Get Living are not the first and no doubt they will definitely not be the last one to receive one of these orders. Well, if you say A remediation so. contribution order arises when a tribunal, they're happily named the First Tier Tribunal or FTT, decides it's only just and equitable, and I'm using my bunny ears here, just and equitable, that a party makes a financial contribution to the remediation of building safety defects. And in the case of Get Living, the order was sought by Triathlon Homes against Get Living and East Village Management Limited. So let's see how that one develops. To add to developer woes, the Building Safety Act, again bunny eyes, the Building Safety Act, Responsible Actors Scheme and Prohibitions Regulations 223, oh, 2023 for all of us, the entered statute on the 3rd of July. I am the law! For those that don't know what that is, developers who have built dodgy residential accommodation since 1992 have to pay to remediate the building safety defects. Yep. 30 years of looking back over your shoulder, people. To pay is okay, but don't pay and you may never be allowed to build anything again. Yes, it's here and it's the law. I am the law! Meanwhile, at the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities, they were ordered to return 1.9 billion of unspent capital money to the Treasury. What, what is... What? And that included 245 million, 245 million allocated to remediating unsafe buildings and 255 million allocated for affordable housing. You're freaking unbelievable. You know that. Uh, what? Are the lunatics really in charge? How can they not spend that money on what it was allocated for? more safer homes. Getting back to business now, what makes a successful project delivery team? We wanted to find out, so we asked one of the best project directors we know, Tony Grinrod of Vinci Building. We'll share this interview over two podcasts, but let's dive right in with part one. Hello, Tony. 
Um, thank you, um, Peter. And uh, again, I, you know, looking forward to spending the next next half an hour you know, with yourself and answering a few of your um, questions, Peter. Yeah, just for everybody, um, we've got an event tonight that's been organised by Tony to celebrate uh, the success of the project with his subcontract team yes. and professional team. Yeah. So we're on a tight schedule to actually get this thing done. Um, but I wanted to take some time to ask Tony some questions. I had prepared some questions, but uh, with Tony being a very busy person, he, uh, some of them may become a bit of a shock. So we're going to look at the six key factors that Pat McMillan talked about. And the first one was accepted leadership uh, of the structure for cooperation. So Tony, if you could spend 30 minutes on a one-to-one basis, yeah in dialogue with one of the world's current leaders of a business or uh, politics or religion or sport, who would that be and why? Uh, right, I mean I've been, I've been thinking about uh, this one and it is a, it's a hard it's one, a hard one. It's, it's a, hard a very one. hard one to answer this. I mean, um, sport, I automatically you know, think about you know, some of my sporting heroes and um, the one I've ended up with only because I've been watching something about his life recently actually it's Arnold Schwarzenegger now, Arnie? Um, yeah Arnie yeah uh, big old Arnie <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, I've been watching you know this uh, this thing about the story of his life at the moment which yeah. is on and it, it runs through his, his history how he started in Austria and then he went to obviously the sporting, yeah. the sporting arena like weightlifting and uh, Bodybuilding, and it's just it's just extremely interesting his outlook on life. And yep. if he if he had a name, he just ensured it happened, you know, through hard work. So I think he'd be interested. He'd he'd, he'd be interesting, as you say, to spend half an hour with. So yeah. yeah, he's like the one that springs out at the moment. But I think that's influenced, you know, by the fact that I've been, you know, watching the thing actually his life story yep. at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the new uh, program? He's got Fubar. I've, wa- I've watched the first episode, yeah, I'll be honest, I wasn't overly thrilled, you know, with that, but, uh, yeah, you, you know, hope it gets better. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, it, it, it does get better. Yeah. Okay, so speeding on, thinking about the past, past yeah. yeah, if there was a leader in the past of industry mm-hmm. or country or somebody, who would you like to spend 30 minutes with and why? I mean, it is also an interesting one and it's a hard one to think of who you would want to spend the half an hour with. The one who springs to mind is, I suppose, is Winston Churchill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, because of the fact, and it's a, it's a bit like working in our industry. He obviously, he became leader, and he, he had to inherit um, the space ourselves. You know, we're in at the yeah. on the Second World War, and I just think how he, how he went about that, how he handled it, how he, how he handled all those around him, and he made us strong. I just think. I, I, you know what happened in his life during his exceptional. Yeah. I'm aware he had a few issues as well, but yeah, I just think how he went about you know the first few weeks. I, actually, the leader, yeah. I, you know, was fabulous, and I would, uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to spend a few hours in, yeah. with him as well. Yeah, there's a man that had his internal demons, his black dog. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. But how he was a, a leader and the strength and how he went about it, as I say, in those first few weeks, you know, was, um, I, you know. Uh, 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 you know, exceptional, yeah, unusual as well. Totally agree. Man after my own heart. I think <laughs> I'd spend, I'd like to spend thirty minutes with him, especially yeah. in that dark period of time exactly, where yeah. everybody was pitted against him. The yeah. darkest hour. He, he called uh, it. Yes, I watched that yeah. film, and it's uh, yeah, brilliant. really interesting. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, so how would you describe your management leadership style? Um, I mean, it's it, it's an interesting one to answer that, and I, I don't really think I have a, a straight answer for you. I think, I mean, I've I've, I've led schemes, uh, you know, since a reasonably young age. I'm now um, 48, so I guess I've been looking after schemes of a reasonable scale since I was in my um, mid. 20s yeah um, and each each one of the of the jobs I've worked on or I, I've led I, I guess I have a different style on each one because it depends you know what it um, I, 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 the issues you have on the job the the um, the speed at which the speed at which he's moving is it a, a big job is it a large job is it a hospital is it a, a high-rise you know is it, is it our apartments so I don't really think I've got one style um, a few of the threads I think I always have. I think I like to make sure everybody's involved. Yeah. I like to ensure that absolutely everybody working on the scheme has an understanding of where the scheme's heading and like the main issues ahead of us. Because if you've got that understanding, that involvement, you also have an element of ownership. So that is a thread I, I hope I have. Um, I, I like to view work also. It, it's not just work, it's an opportunity to spend a few hours you know, with you friends in a way and I know that's a bit of a strange thing to say about work but if you can't have a smile and a laugh every once in a while at work it, it, it just makes it harder yeah so I like to lead with a, a sense of uh, look let's you know we're here to work hard but let's also have a, have a bit of a of a laugh as well um so do you find it difficult to actually bring that style to new projects or do you feel it's you, you're comfortable with it that? depends it, it depends I mean our industry is you know so as I say, you know, you've got everything, haven't you? And every every job I've worked on has had its own issues and stresses and strains. Every time I arrive at work, it's either early stages and, you, and you're doing the substructures or the frame or the envelope or the m and fit out. So every day at work has its own issues to, to deal with. And I think, I think understanding that, helping everyone around you also understand it. And then, um, yeah, as I say, ensuring that everybody uh, that works as one. Our yeah. industry has had issues in the in the past. Lots of arguments. Lots of uh, I just I don't really want to help the scheme. I just want to um, ensure you do not. Uh, you know I'm all right, and yeah, yeah. I don't have a huge amount of interest in every, anybody, everybody else. I think if you have a job in that space, it's wrong. So yeah. you have to make sure everybody helps each other. And everybody works as one as well. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Moving on. Second element of Pat McMallan's sort of scope yeah. was the effective processes and he called it the method for cooperation. Yes. So we've been working on New Victoria project together for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been consistently struck by how involved you are in the creation, implementation and maintenance of effective processes. Yeah. Um, and especially in the approach to ESG and life safety. Yeah. How do you view as the rain pulls down yeah, in Manchester. It is Manchester. It yeah. is summer and it is Manchester as <laughs> the rain's pouring down. Yeah. How do you view the new challenges in a post grandfall mm. world to our industry? I I think in a way I think in a way it's it's helping our industry. Um, obviously obviously after you know that awful incident a number of years ago, you know, it, you know we do as an industry we have to look long and hard at ourselves. We have to accept that um, the industry has had issues issues in the past 
And as we're now working on schemes, I mean, at the, at the average height of a, of a new scheme around here is a lot higher than it yeah. was a number of years ago. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of high-rise um, flats, you know, yeah. you know which, which have been built as well. So the whole safety aspect of that is, is obviously exceptionally important. And I think the new standards, the new view that everybody has, are that unless you know, we build it, it right, eventually you know, someone will spot it and yeah. you know, it, it will ultimately harm us. I think, I, I think it's helping our industry. Um, it's helping the staff unit you know, to understand it's either, unless it's right, stop. Yeah. If you're not too, you know, if you have an issue with something, again, stop and ask. Yeah. Um, and I think what has happened on lots of schemes acting the fastening through history is that it was always about speed. Yeah. And, you know, we have and a price. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and hitting a handover of the day, even if something was a bit wrong, yeah. it was all about always about the handover day and handover day. But I, I think you know we're through that, yeah. and everybody's is now understanding. Let's ensure it's right because the safety and the future of the, of the building occupant is exceptionally important. Yeah. So regulatory oversight, yeah. not a threat to you. Don't don't feel it's a threat. Think I, it's a grown-up thing for I the industry. Do, and it is. It's exactly that. I mean, is it? A th- I don't think it's a threat. I think helping everybody understand what's involved, I think, is, is, is a hard ask. Um, I, I don't think everybody in the, in the industry understands it yet. I think we've got architects, engineers, I think we've got an issue throughout the industry where you know, we have to help everybody understand you know, where it's at and, and how it's landed. But, as I say, I, I think it's a step forward. Yeah, really. Positive thing, yeah. Brilliant. Um, one of the questions we came up with is yeah. construction to us is a curious balance and combination of science and art. Yeah. You've got the creativity part of it, and you've got the the uh, what we call a control part yes. of it. So you've got people on trying to be creative mm. and people trying to be controlling. Mm. How was that like to manage on a, a diverse team of people like that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's, uh, I, th- I think like I've said, again, it sort of hinges upon who you're working yeah. with and the scheme as well. But our, our industry and uh, you, you know, working on any sort of a scheme, the thing I, I've always thrived on and I love about it is that we've got, you know, we always have an opportunity at the start of the job to think of other ways and other ideas and other options that to either to speed the scheme up or to make it leaner, to make it easier, higher standards. And that is something I'm, I, I'm always, I always hope that staff and people I work with are looking at. How about if we do this, you know, it, it can save us a week. How about if we if we speak to someone who's an expert in high rise and we've got loads of experience, yeah. he might help us understand things. So yeah, we have to always, at the start of a job, especially you know when you have a lot of influence because the whole scheme is ahead of you, we have to have our standards, we have to have our, our ways of working, but we also have to have you know that flexibility and that and that opportunity to have a look at how and when yeah. and who as well. I think, Peter. So the ability to be flexible because obviously construction, you know, I mean, 
no one day is the same. No two days are the same, and things happen. No. And Ben wanted me to particularly say when a client puts in a late change, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. how how difficult it is to to keep that momentum whilst dealing with the unforeseen. Because on this project, for instance, we've had unforeseen things happen. Yes, none yeah. of us could have actually imagined. You know, we had COVID. Yeah, we've had the the issue with the culvert, yeah. all of which we sort of pushed through. And you know, great praise to you and the team and Matt and everybody. You know, in the fact that we're ahead of schedule, ahead of program, yeah. And and you know, I've experienced projects where hitting one thing could derail the project. Yeah. We've hit COVID. Yeah. We've had a global pandemic. We've had you know dealings with <coughs> large infrastructure bodies on their assets mm. and and not been easy. But you've managed to keep it on track. Uh, yes, and uh, I mean, look, everybody has worked on the scheme. I mean, all of our Stuff of Vinci, yourselves, you know, I mean, it's a very long list of who's been involved and who's helped us, has, has done exactly that, has yeah. helped us. Um, and I mean, I suppose to make our life easy, we'd start a scheme off and we'd hand it over exactly where it started. But you know, that is not our industry yeah. because it ebbs and flows and it evolves and you, you get half of the building and all of a sudden someone, you know, looks in the room and says, well, actually, I, I don't want stainless steel lights which yeah. is on this or something yeah. and that's just a fact of life and we have to we have to be flexible with things like that um i, I use an expression at work I, you know um a wave of enthusiasm and the wave of enthusiasm happens when um everybody's working as one you're all again you're all singing off the same hymn sheet the job's on schedule, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're building the frame, the envelope is starting, you're starting to fit out, uh, uh, you know, you might th throw in an odd evening out with the staffer to unwind yeah. a little bit and enjoy yourselves. And if you, if you do that, if you're all happy and you're working as one and, you're, and, you, and you can see the job evolving every week, an odd issue thrown in, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's just that, it's a small issue you know, yeah. to deal with and you always find a way through that. Yeah. Brilliant. So the next element is about relationships. Um, and Pat McMillan called it the climate of cooperation. So there's a great diversity of approach to the provision of staff welfare mm. on sites. Yeah. Very few is excellent. Quite a lot of it is abysmal. Yeah, yeah. And the norm is barely reaching compliance. Now, we know that on this site, you have some of the best staff welfare yeah that we've ever seen you know um and again that's asked me to say and the best cheese and onion omelets served in any <laughs> I believe construction it. canteen i believe he's you know loved his omelets oh, I'll tell you, so did i so <laughs> when it came up but how difficult was it to persuade senior management yeah. that an investment in the sort of staff welfare that you had done mm. would drive value out ultimately because it did because it did, it was proven it did drive yes. value. I mean, um, on the subject of how hard it was it at the start of the, of the scheme to, to, you know, sort of um, set that standard. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Um, I think everybody understanding in the industry that um, unless you know, unless we look after everybody involved in the scheme. Yeah. I, I, you know, that makes our, our our life harder. So if we've got you know, everybody who's working on the site happy. If our own staff are also happy, 
if everybody who is, is, is in and out of the, of the job as and when, you know, has a, a sensible space, a space to sit down to do some work, a reasonable standard of food, yeah. um, in winter, you know, a, a nice heated space, etc., etc. It just helps us. And one thing I've learned over the, a number of years and over the jobs I've led is that unless you have everybody on that scheme happy and um, and actually having a, sen a, a sense of respect, you know, if we don't respect everybody working on the, the job, and our industry is hard, it's often long hours, it's often out in the wind, hail, sleet and snow, if we don't res respect everybody who's working hard and we don't ensure, you know, they have that standard of office space and welfare, it just inherently harms us because everybody's unhappy, yeah. they don't work as long, etc. So, yeah. Um, Do you think it attracts skilled workforce to walk past other people's sites? I think it does, Yeah, absolutely it does. I mean, if you're thinking, if you're erecting, if you're working outside from 8 o'clock in the morning until you know, 5 in the yeah. evening, all you want at lunch, you want, you know, a nice space to have a, a yeah. nice hot lunch. And you want somewhere to hang up all your stuff, and, and you want a space to switch off and wind for half an hour if needs be. So I, yeah, I think it does. And the, and everybody who's worked on, on, the, on the job, you know, the feedback which we've had is that I would always I would always work here if I had an option of other schemes yeah. in Manchester. And we've looked after our own staff as well. I, you know, in respect to you know the standard of the office space. And I I did a refurb a number of years, well a few years ago, I think, of, a, um, of an office and, and ended up as a, um, like a flexible office space. Yes. And I do like a lot of the office spaces, you know, which have sprung up over the last few years with the flexible areas yeah, yeah. and, and somewhere it's a bit like our like office. Exactly, yeah. 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 And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants, you know, an amount of flexibility at work. And if you, if you, if you need to do half day at home, you can have half day at home. Yeah. So, Yes, I do think it worked. I, I, I sincerely hope it, 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 it starts in happens on all the yeah. schemes in our industry. Do you think it increases productivity and quality? I think it does. I, th yeah. I think it helps in all aspects of the, of the, of the job. I think, I think another expression of mine is if you've got a spring in your step. If, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're arriving at work each morning and you're happy and you've got a spring in your step, you're happier, you'll work a bit smarter, uh, you'll help those around you and all those other things and it all stems from that small investment in office office and welfare space. Yeah. I've been very impressed with the way that you've built relationships on site with the subcontractors mm -hmm. and treated them as people yeah not slaves you know and, and yeah. Yeah. what I've noticed as well is that that has had a really positive impact on health and safety yeah I mean, it's got probably the lowest near misses mm. accidents I've ever seen on any site. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, and uh, and I and I think that everybody on the the scheme understands that our you know step one, aim one is always everybody arrives at work each morning, everybody heads home yeah. in an evening. They haven't had any issues or haven't had an injury. So. Um, all those who actually work on on, on the, the the jobs, um, RC frame, you know, the building envelope, the M&A, everybody working inside the building. Our aim is we want to make everybody as one. Yeah. And, and we respect everybody as as we respect our own staff. We ensure that everybody is aware of what needs to happen weekly. Um, 
as you're aware, we send yeah. out an end of week update, which is an email that runs through what has happened on the job each week, and that is sent to everybody. Yeah, I've seen the circulation. It's, like, it's 100 and up <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the yeah. email every Friday. We send yeah, that Friday yeah. evening. So that everybody can see what's happened, our aims over the next week, and exactly the space like the uh, uh, exactly the space in which the uh, the job is heading weekly. Yeah. Um, and again, it's all small things which I, I just help, and it just makes everybody work as one. Yeah. Is it your idea for the motivational posters? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, it was my idea because I've I've had a number of those over the past well over. The, Years. I mean, I spent a few years working in London, learned off some excellent, um, you know, staff who I work with on the jobs in London. I've worked in the Northwest for the past 21 years, and yeah, if you've got a sign up on the wall about win-win, yeah, and you and you sat there, sat there in a meeting, and somebody starts arguing over something which isn't really that important, you can just stop yourself from responding. You can have a read of that aim in respect of win-win, and it, it, it just helps. It just yeah. helps you. It helps. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and also it adds a, adds a bit of in, interest on office walls as well. And I think I'm, I'm hoping it will it will start happening else, elsewhere because yeah. uh, a sign on a wall which is all about helping each other, working with each other, um, health issues. Are you looking after yourself? Are you exercising? Men- just, mental illness, which was the big thing I've, that I noticed you, you, were, you were really kind of... It's such an issue yeah, in, in our industry. Because people don't talk about it. It's a very male no, industry it, and it's not yeah. good. It's perceived as not good or weak it, it to talk is. about mental it, illness. It has been in the yeah. past. It's been seen as a weakness. And if you if you are struggling in your life with your issues at home or issues at work, um, I do hope that um, our way of working, how you know we are extremely open, and about all those yeah. issues. Just might help a few people. Yeah. But there you have it. A thoroughly charming chap. And a great way to spend an afternoon in rainy Manchester. He's got some great insights. I'm looking forward to you hearing the second part. Thank you. So that's another episode from Halo. We aim to tell you how it is, when it is, and what it's all about. So let's make life far more simple and not too complex. This is Peter Bowe. I'm out of here.